Hi, One Goal community. It's Elaine Boyd, Pelotonia's Event and Volunteer Operations Coordinator. Since 2008, Pelotonia has raised over $236 million for innovative cancer research. And thanks to our partners, 100% of those funds have gone directly to research at the James at Ohio State. Together, we will see an end to cancer. To get involved in our one goal, visit pelotonia.org. That's pelotonia.org, or click on the link in the episode notes. This podcast is powered by Pelotonia. To learn more about our goal 10 cancer, visit pelotonia.org or see the link in the show notes. I had no idea, even though I'd been writing with these women all summer, I didn't know their story or the specifics of their story. I didn't know some of the people in our group were survivors. So I see our Peloton continuing to grow. And the task for us, I think, is to bring the next group of women who want to be a part of this movement. There is something around Pelotonia that grabs you and takes hold of you, and you want to be a part of it, and you want to stay a part of it. Welcome to One Goal, a podcast from Pelotonia. We're a community dedicated to funding innovative cancer research through a three-day experience of cycling and volunteering. I'm your host and Chief Operating Officer of Pelotonia, Joe Apgar. Your journey with us to the finish line begins now. Pelotonia is powered by an amazing community, and it's through research that we will see an end to cancer. We want to thank our major funding partners, the American Electric Power Foundation, Huntington, the Elbrands Foundation, and Peggy and Richard Santulli. Girls with Gears has been with us from nearly the beginning, launching their Peloton in 2010. Since then, they've raised more than a million dollars. We know those funds already have and will continue to have a positive impact on the world. Today, we're going to get to know the heart, dedication, and personal motivation that lives within this group and thrives throughout our community. I sat down with three of the original Girls With Gears members for this episode titled, The Stories Within. Lisa Henson, um, I own a boutique public relations firm here in Columbus. Um, co-founder of Girls With Gears about 11 years ago. I'm Mary Beth Cowarden, and I work in marketing communications as well. And one of, uh, another founding member and co-chair of Girls With Gears. Linda Martins, I've worked in government affairs for pharmaceutical companies for um, many years. And I joined Girls With Gears at the same time Lisa and Mary Beth did about 11 years ago. Let's talk about how uh, you first heard of Pelotonia and then decided to start this amazing team called Girls With Gears. I was actually involved with, um, at the early formation of it on the periphery because uh, Richard Santulli was a client at the time. And they were, this event was sort of in development and being dreamed about and I was involved from the sidelines, as I said, because they were going to be an important part of making this event come to life, making it possible as a major sponsor early on. Um, So I actually remember some of the names that were under consideration and uh, it was much less compelling. (laughs) There was a laundry list of names and they were what all of us would sit around a table and come up with. Sort of the, the, name, the names thing. for Pelotonia specifically. Yeah, 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 and um, whole list, and nobody liked any of them. 
So um, I was involved in the name selection, but I'm so glad where they landed because it was creative and it really set it apart as its own event that nobody could imagine by just hearing the name. I first heard about Pelotonia. Um, I was actually driving from home from work, worked over in the Eastern area and live, live in Arlington. And I was driving up 315 and I saw the billboard and it said uh, it was an event to support cancer research. And I remember thinking, oh, well, that's interesting because um, like so many of us, uh, cancer has affected my life in various different ways. And I had participated in the Avon three-day breast cancer walk when I lived in Milwaukee and walked from Wisconsin to Chicago, which was really cool. And I thought, oh, this is kind of the same thing, but it's on a bike. And oh yeah, I think I have a bike in the garage, but I have no idea you know, about the sport of cycling. So went home, I looked it up on the website and I found out it was only like two weeks away. I was like, oh, wow. oh I don't think I can, do, you know, I don't think I can ride. So I volunteered. And then Lisa, um, this was in the advent of social media. Facebook had just really become a thing. And we had reconnected after many years um, of having gone to college together uh, and you know, reconnected on Facebook. And I remember she posted, hey, a group of working women are going to train for Pelotonia. Who's in? And I immediately replied because based on my experience with the endurance walking event, I knew having a group to train with was key. It was key for me, it held me accountable. I knew I would train properly so that I could do the event. And I never counted on the amount of fun we've had and the impact that we've had. And it's obviously emotional. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Linda? How did you first come across Pelotonia? Interestingly, I was doing a lot of um, travel uh, for work around then. And how many times did I come, you know, grab my luggage, walking out of the airport at, at John Glenn Airport, and what did I see? That there was a big sign um, of a cancer patient, and it said Pelotonia, you know, the James, and I kept thinking, what is that? What is that? Um, curious, I had a grandmother who passed away, died from cancer. And so it, it that touched me. And, and I kept thinking more than anything, and, and getting back to what Lisa was saying, the creativity of the name, it really drove my curiosity. You know, I would fly in and out weekly and see this big sign i thought you know this is something i need to really get involved with in some way once i learn about it so mary beth in, in, in good mary beth fashion called me and said you know linda i'm thinking of riding in pelotonia why don't you join me i'm getting together with a sorority sister and some other women we're going to create a team let's ride in pelotonia and i said i don't have a bike and i just don't have a bike she's like well we can get bikes you can go buy a bike and i thought you're, you're right. I can go buy a bike. <laughs> and what started out as, at least in my mind, was let's go bike riding with a bunch of women. And yeah, we'll be on the roads, but I knew nothing about it. I knew nothing about anything about the bike. Um, it, it's really amazing because I thought it's going to be a bike ride. I'm going to raise some money for a really good cause. And then what since has has come out of that 
the community, the friendships, the close friendships, this new social network, the professional network that has come out of it. And oh, the, there is something around Pelotonia that grabs you and takes hold of you and you want to be a part of it and you want to stay a part of it. The other piece of it that I thought might help attract um, participants with our group was to schedule a lot of really great guys to help us learn in the first couple years. And we called them the Wranglers. And, and that helped a lot because they taught us the sport because safety was also a number one objective for what we were trying to do was not just learn the sport, but do it safely uh, so everybody could have a great experience. Without the Wranglers, I'm not sure where we would be right now, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I remember driving over with Mary Beth and I had regular shorts on or maybe running shorts and, you know, my tennis shoes or maybe little stretchy capri pants and a t-shirt and, oh, Joe, we were quite the crew for a while. <laughs> but we learned. You know, we we learned from the Wranglers that those bike shorts may not be the most attractive thing, but boy, will you be grateful to be wearing them. You <laughs> must do that, you know. And there's this thing called chamois butter. You've never heard of it before. You're going to love it. There was so very much to learn, but there was a willing audience to learn because not only were we in it to, to raise money for cancer research, we also were taking up something new and we're excited about it, right? So I think we were sponges. Over time, with many different Wranglers that, that Lisa and the team brought to us, um, it was a fantastic first summer of learning. Yep. Yeah, and, and I would add too that just to give a shout out to the Wranglers because many of the the gentlemen that stepped up to the plate to help train us early on and support our growth are remain some of our biggest advocates today. So people like Jim Coleman, Mark Schaefer, Jay Pashas, David Paragas, Aaron Shockett, Carl Kuhn. These are people who, these are got many of them are, are riders, cyclists that go out and just hit it hard every day uh, during the summer. So I really feel like we have to acknowledge those Wranglers because they didn't have to do that. I know uh, a handful of years ago, you had a very special member uh, of the, the music industry join your Peloton. And um, what was that like? And who was that? Doug Ullman sprinkled a, a little bit of that Pelotonia magic for us and uh, was able to secure Cheryl Crow uh, to be involved in our Peloton. And it was really great. Her team worked with us. She promoted on social media. Mary Beth, was it you that had the idea to do the flat Cheryl Crow? Yeah. We had a like flat, flat Stanley. Like flat Stanley, flat Cheryl Crow, you know, uh, life size. Oh, that's from, awesome. You know, uh, picture of her and we had her at the open opening ceremony and we had her in all our pictures so she's in our peloton group picture and there's many pictures of of our peloton members with her and it was you know it was like she was there and and we feel really blessed and honored that she was part of our group yeah we were able to have her back uh this year virtually yeah. on our legends live broadcast too which was really fun 
curious to hear what Pelotonia looked like for each of you this year as um, as we rolled out our My Pelotonia platform and, and sort of put Pelotonia into the hands of, of each community member. Last year, unfortunately, actually the last two years, I couldn't participate in the actual um, events. I, I ended up breaking my leg pretty severely last year. So it was, I was, maybe, <laughs> I will never forget this. I was walking my dog and I fell, broke my leg. And the first thing out of my mouth was, Rob, I broke my leg. He's across a playground. He comes running up. I said, I can't ride in Pelotonia. And I'm kidding, not kidding that before the ambulance came to get me, those were the words out of my mouth. (laughs) I can't ride in Pelotonia. It was in June. So this year when we couldn't, with the pandemic, I was really initially pretty bummed about it. But then you're thinking, well, you know what, maybe after 10 years of riding, three days a week, and having done 100 and 180, this might be a really nice way to sort of move on to the next 10 years. And so, you know, what some of the gals that I ride with have done is, hey, who's riding tonight? We still ride on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, and it's whoever can ride, and however you want to ride. How far do you want to go? And so my goal this year was ride a couple of rides a week because initially I was a little, um, um, I don't want to say scared of getting back on the bike, but, you know, I had to get back on the bike. Sure. And so it was really nice to be able to do whatever we wanted to do. But we actually had on Pelotonia Day, we had a 50-mile ride that I think 11 of us did. Oh, and that's so cool. two of our folks couldn't ride that day and they provided SAG for us. So they met us at a couple spots, provided rest stop for us. They brought us food. I mean, they cheered for us before we left the parking lot at the Heights Center, New Albany. They played the national anthem and they hooted and hollered as they shouted in the video that the girls were gears were lining up and getting ready to leave the shoot. It was as close to another Pelotonia day as any other would have been. So my goal was to ride a couple times a week, but that one day we still had our Pelotonia as the group of, of those of us who generally ride the event together. I love that. We really didn't know what to expect as far as the fundraising results for this year. Um, just really no clue. And we're, as of today, we have 58 members and we're at about $63,000 raised. That's with no fundraising commitments um, and just recruiting as a try it this year sort of theme. And I and I know Linda and Mary Beth must feel the same way. I'm really proud of that figure because yeah. this is a challenging year. It's the upside is you can make it whatever you want. And I think it's um, wonderful that the group went out and put on their own mini Pelotonia a couple weeks ago, and Mary Beth and, and Greg with the tandem bicycle, these creative things that came forward. I enjoy reading about them on social media too, from not just our Pelotonia members, but from not just our Peloton members, but from other participants in Pelotonia. I just feel like I want to shout it from the rooftops that $63,000 raised by our group in a year that was totally upside down. 
Yeah, and it's amazing. The, and then you think about what that money's going for and how that will help continue to fuel the work. I just, I'm just really proud of all yeah. of us. And I think it needs to be celebrated. Certainly cancer has, has impacted the team in, in several ways. And curious to hear your thoughts on, uh, on how the, how cancer has impacted the group. You know, when I when I started riding, I, one of the things I do on ride day is I have green ribbons that I weave in the spoke of my front and my back tire with the names of the people I ride in celebration of who've beat beat their you know won their battle, uh, those I ride in encouragement of who are facing it now, and and sadly those I ride in memory of. And I remember doing that that first year, and then the next year, and the next year, and the ribbons were getting longer, not shorter. That was really hard. Some years that was really hard and it it's very upsetting and yeah. very upsetting when the people in our group are, are going through their, their struggles. Um, I also remember first year, one of the things we did a night or two before the ride, we had a ceremony and we all sat in a circle and shared why we rode. And I, I was just so moved by that for so many reasons, but in part, I had no idea, even though I'd been riding with these women all summer, I didn't know their story or the specifics of their story. I didn't know some of the people in our group were survivors. And it just, it's just an, another powerful reminder how important it is what we're doing. And this year, whether it's writing or reading a book or whatever it might be, um, a sad matter of fact is cancer's not gonna go away. And all we can do is be there for each other and love and support each other um, and provide that support because it takes a village. And um, it, it's just, it is very comforting to know you have that village behind you uh, when you, should you need them to help you through that, that moment in time where you've got a bump in the road. And sometimes that bump is more like Mount Everest. Jim Coleman, uh, who was one of the original Wranglers was on a, a recent podcast and he was sharing his story uh, with his wife, Nancy. Um, and I know your group did something really special for Nancy recently while she was in the James. And I'm curious how that came about and, you know, what you guys did for her and um, just what, what started that. Jim Coleman's wife, Nancy, uh, he did not share publicly uh, her story until we had a kickoff Zoom, I believe it was in April, a Zoom call with the Girls With Gears. And Jim offered to share what Nancy was going through, her treatment at the James, her diagnosis, and what the future looked like for her in the treatment. And it was very generous of him to do that, very generous of her to agree to share the story in this forum. And I think it just speaks to the connectivity of our group and how much comfort we feel together in sharing things that we might not share otherwise. So we, you know, Jim and Nancy have a very close place in our heart. Out of that came uh, Caroline Worley and Tani Crane really drove, had the idea, uh, and they're in a different Peloton this year, uh, the bike gang with very ambitious goals, which they're completing. They had the idea to let's 
do something special for Nancy. Uh, and then, and then that turned into Mary Beth, if you want to talk about what, uh, what the group has been doing over the last two weeks. Caroline Worley has been organizing, I just call them cheer squads, uh, to show up outside of the James um, and hold up signs that uh, she and her, her friends and family made, I think, six or eight signs of messages of support to Nancy. And uh, she's coordinated with Jim, you know, when is a good time that Nancy can be brought over to the window so she can see us and some of us who are available have shown up and just hold the signs up and cheer for her. And um, you know, like I said, they made six or eight signs, I think. And I think we used three because the good news is she got to go home earlier than expected. So this week we showed up outside their house and uh, held up the sign and, you know, feel for them for what they're going through. And we just send our love and support. Yeah. And, Thanks to, to Caroline and the others who really had a brilliant idea there to show that love and support in that way. Yeah, I'm, you know, um, having been in the James myself and knowing that there are several hundred people inside the James every day going through treatment or recovering from surgery um, sort of on their own journeys, uh, I'm certain that, you know, you touched many more people than just Nancy on those days too. Uh, and gave a lot of people hope um, by just looking out the window. I think that's so special. So, Mary Beth, this question's for you specifically because I, I think one of the coolest uh, stories I've heard is uh, you have met your husband uh, and, you know, sort of through... Uh, events connected to Girls with Gears and, and, and Pelotonia. And I'm so curious about that story. And, you know, we have many uh, Pelotonia marriages uh, in our community. And I think it's always so fun for people to hear. When we started this, like I said before, never knew the journey we would be on. And I certainly didn't expect that I would have the great fortune of, of meeting someone who becomes the, the love of my life. So I uh, met him through a mutual Girls with Gears member who was having a, a birthday party, actually. And he was at the party. And we that's when we, I think, first really met or in, had much of an en encounter. Um, and then I think it was a year later, we were at Party on the Patio, the, the Peloton on the Patio event. And I, um, it was the first year of the Country Music Fest at Ohio State, if, if you guys remember yeah. that. And my stepmom and I had actually bought tickets for the Friday night and Saturday night concerts. And she had a cousin getting married, so she couldn't go. So I had this extra ticket. And I'd asked, like, you know, lots of people, like, you want to go? And most people were already going. And I had posted it on Facebook. Hey, I have this ticket. So at that event, Greg was there. He said, hey, you still have that ticket? And I'm like, yeah, you want to go? And then it hit me. I'm like, oh, is that a date? <laughs> you know, is that, did I just set up a date? <laughs> and um, so we went, you know, as friends and uh, met like my best friend. So the first time we've ever done anything together, he's meeting my, and, you know, my best friend and her husband and all of her kids and all of that at that first time. And we had a blast. So I, I knew I was on to a good guy here if he could, if he could endure that. Um, and then he started showing up for some girls with gears rides and more rides and more rides. And we just, you know, um, when you have something that you can share with someone, 
and you have a lot of passion around it, you create a bond pretty quickly. So um, I'll forever be thankful to Pelotonia for providing that opportunity uh, for us to share that. And so we, um, in that I mentioned that first date and we basically from then on we're dating and we're engaged, I think uh, two years later and we got married three years ago um, on August 12th and it was the Saturday after Pelotonia. I remember uh, calling up Susie and saying, okay, are these dates firm? <laughs> like, what are the dates of Pelotonia this year? I've got some things to plan. And uh, we had a great ride. Um, I got him a tuxedo jersey. And so he had the tuxedo and I had my girls with gears jersey with a, a bridal sash and a, and a um, veil. And uh, so we crossed the, the finish line in Kenyon. Um, and Gambier with with that on, and um, just it really was the best way to kick off our wedding week. Um, and then we went to Virginia, where I'm from originally, and got married on a mountaintop. And happy that Linda and Lisa and others were were there to celebrate with us. It was a really wonderful week of celebration. In fact, uh, since our anniversary wasn't that long ago, he came home. And he said, "Can we go back next year and have a reunion?" <laughs> and we just had a ball. <laughs> So, um, amazing. and I know there are many other beautiful stories of, of couples who've come together. Um, so the friendships uh, are of varying degrees, but I feel very, very blessed. I myself am a relatively new father. I have a one and a half year old daughter uh, and I am very, very much uh, a girl dad, uh, as people like to say. And, and I'm curious, what would you say to me, you know, someone raising a, a young woman uh, in our society? Uh, like, what's the advice you would give that, you know, I could use to help her grow up to be someone that might ride on Girls With Gears and someone that could make an impact in her community, just like you all have made a huge impact in our community? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind for me and what I really think led me to this group was following something that was important to me and I had a passion around. Um, my mom is a two-time breast cancer survivor. My sister is a cancer survivor. My father, on and on. And so the ability to take some proactive action and get into the fight and make a difference was what motivated me. And so as a father, you have to allow your daughter to find the things she's passionate about that will self-motivate her. And whether that's, you know, joining Girls With Gears one day, which would be wonderful, or, or some other path that she chooses, just providing that um, support and encouragement to follow a passion. That is so well said. That is so well said. I hope. That's my hope. I hope I can do that. Um, you know, fast forward to our last couple of years, our community of 8,000 riders, 3,000 volunteers. Um, it's been about 50-50 men and women out there every single year. And I think, and I know the Girls with Gears is a really big part of that. Um, and I think your, your group's passion for uh, the cause is infectious. And I think, you know, you have a very big Peloton in and of itself, but I think you have honorary Peloton members probably in every other Peloton uh, in our community. And I think that's an amazing impact and accomplishment 
uh, for your group over the last 10 years. Uh, but what's the next 10 years look like? What What's your hope? You know, 10 years from now, we're sitting around and and we're talking about Girls with Gears and we're talking about Palatania. Like, what are we talking about? What's the dream? My personal thinking on this is I don't, there are so many different ways to be involved with Pelotonia that as the original Girls with Gears age, and I'm really talking about myself here because I'm probably the oldest one in the group, <laughs> is I there will always be a place where one can be involved, whether one cycles or not. So I see our Peloton continuing to grow. And the task for us, I think, is to bring the next group of women who want to be a part of this movement to the table and really helping them grow to become leaders of the Peloton into the future. Uh, I, I personally believe there is always going to be a place for a Peloton that trains and helps people grow and welcomes all skill levels. And I think, um, like I said, when people get to the table, they, the experience is such that they don't want to leave. So the challenge will be, okay, as we all age, how do we keep everybody uh, feeling uh, that they are contributing and that their experience is, is just as meaningful as it was when they started 10, 11 years ago? Well, you know, I, I think Lisa hit on it. One of the things as those of us um, are closer to retirement than, than the beginning of our careers, how do we engage younger women? Um, and, you know, I, I, I've thought about, because I've got a niece who's 24 and wants to start riding, but quite frankly, she has hinted she might feel uncomfortable starting with us because there, there aren't as many people her age within Girls with Gears. So, you know, do we do something like create a junior Girls with Gears, for lack of a better term. You know, do we just begin their own separate younger group where they can have a lot of the similar experiences together that those of us who've been together for 10 years have had? Um, so, so how do we bring more people in? How do we recruit more people in and younger people to keep, to keep um, Girls with Gears going and to keep Pelotonia going? We like being the story within the story. And I think that's probably what a lot of the Pelotons feel, that whether it's a, their work-affiliated Peloton, uh, their family Peloton, their, their community group they're involved with Peloton, whatever it looks like, each of our Pelotons have a story. And each person within that Peloton has a story. And that's, I think, what makes this such a robust and rich experience for everybody is that, as was said early on, you don't know people's story until you get into the movement and you start interacting and understanding how this movement impacts people every day. And I think it's a great place to be. The Pelotonia story is magnificent, it's big, it's goal, you know, just blow it out, make something incredibly astounding happen hundreds of millions of dollars raised for cancer research. But then as you drill down and drill down and drill down, it's even more fascinating to hear how each person 
and each Peloton brings a story to the table. And that's why I, I can't ever see Girls With Gears not being a part of that tapestry. We're thankful for the dedication that Girls With Gears brings to our community and to Lisa, Mary Beth, and Linda for taking the time to tell their story for this podcast. Before we continue, we also want to thank our major funding partners who make all of this happen. The American Electric Power Foundation, Huntington, the L Brands Foundation, and Peggy and Richard Santulli. On the next episode of One Goal, you'll be inspired by a member of our community who, despite currently undergoing cancer treatment, has ridden hundreds of miles and raised thousands of dollars in 2020. We can't wait to share that journey with you next. You've been listening to One Goal, a podcast from Pelotonia. Season two will be hosted by me, cancer survivor and chief operating officer of Pelotonia, Joe Apgar, with interview and production scheduling by our marketing and communications team duo, Emily Smith and Gabby Blauer. Produced, mixed, and sound designed at the studios of Wessler Media by Vince Tornero. Additional mastering by Joey Gerwin at Oren Judio. Special thank you to all of our guests for being so open and willing to share their stories. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as that will help others hear these empowering journeys. If you're curious about joining the Pelotonia community and making an impact on cancer research, please see the link in the episode notes or visit pelotonia.org. That's pelotonia.org.